2022 is the year of the battery. We only had a few battery uh, SPACs and IPOs the last 18 months or, or so. This coming year, we're going to see a lot. And, 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 and uh, 24M may be one of them. Welcome back to Rockstock Channel, and thanks for checking in. Before we launch into the interview, we'd like to thank all our Patreon sponsors. And for those of you who are new, share a bit about us. RK Equity is an advisory firm run by Rodney Hooper and me, Howard Klein. We are exclusively focused on raising awareness about companies producing or developing the next generation critical raw materials that are powering Tesla's EV battery energy transition. Please register your email at rkequity.com and follow Rodney and me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Please also subscribe to this channel, Rockstock Channel on YouTube, as well as Lithium Ion Rocks on SoundCloud for our podcasts. Please note, Rodney and me are not financial advisors or broker dealers. Nothing you hear in this video is investment advice. Please do your own research and read the disclaimer at the end of this video or on our website. Thanks again for the support and let's get into the video. Welcome back to Rockstock Channel. It is Wednesday, December 15th. We are privileged here to be speaking with Steve Levine, who uh, is a reporter and has recently launched a newsletter called The Electric. The Electric is a, uh, is a, a standalone business under the umbrella of the information. It's owned by the information, uh, a tech website. They've been around since... 2013, and it's, it's a technology version of Politico, uh, a premium publication that covers the batteries and electric vehicles and the mobility space at large for people with skin in the game. Uh, a, a newsletter every Sunday at 5 p.m. Uh, I do flash analyses during the week as warranted, and a monthly podcast. I'm the author of three books, spent the last 10 years being Im immersed in a, in, a, in a technology batteries that have become a mania. You say the batteries, I tweeted, you know, it's the batteries, stupid, um, you know, referencing Ford and, and Jim Farley, um, who it, it, I think he, he won an award as the Motor Trend, you know, person of the year, but, you know, more relevantly or, or more uh, prominently, uh, Elon Musk is on the cover of Time magazine. You have you have written um, in a recent note that you believe like next year is going to be kind of like the year of the battery, um, as opposed to just the year of the EV with a number of the spinoffs. So what do you think of, you know, Elon Musk on the cover of Time and uh, your most recent article uh, talking about SPACs and you know, next year, your, your, your view on, on, on the battery the year of the battery IPO with LG, SK, maybe GM, Ford, et cetera. All of these EV makers from Tesla to Volkswagen, everyone is relying on China's supply chain to make their businesses go. And the last time I checked, China is the, the United States' greatest technological rival. You know, we're all familiar in 2010, uh, when, when push came to shove, China, which controls 98% of the global rare earths supply, cut off the supply. You, you mentioned Jim, Jim Farley and, and Ford. I'm an ambivalent fan of Ford. You know, I, th I think that they, they've done, Jim Farley has changed Ford's approach to, to um, electric cars from being slow 
and 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 ho hum to going you know full full bore what makes me um you know less less convinced is they're relying they're uh, explicitly relying you know i ha had uh their 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 head of evs on on my podcast um and they're they're relying explicitly on their icons the the mustang the f-150 to lead to be the the vanguard of their uh their ev strategy that's good you know and they they've got a you know a lot of orders for these vehicles but it's it's thin what so what's next do you mean that uh jim you know jim do you, do you mean to say that all you're going to do is to electrify your icons and that and that's your whole strategy you say you're going to be selling 1 million evs by 2030 are you saying that that the mustang and the f 150 Lightning are going to sell. So, so it's um, yeah. You can sell the 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 F 150 is for 40 years has been the leading uh, vehicle sold in in the United States. So yes, that's a winning strategy. But then what? And, and so I haven't I haven't seen that. And also, they're out of batteries. They've got all these orders, Jim. Where will you get your batteries? And we've seen nothing. I've asked his people. I asked uh, his his head of EVs. What about your supply chain? They don't have a strategy. They their their uh, you know their their videos are online. You, you can listen to their their uh, supply chain uh, folks. They're worried. They don't understand the supply chain, uh, and uh, that you know that's already come back to bite. Ford, and uh, you know, and and the the one company that's um, that's of of the majors that has that that you can see over the last week understands this, and you mentioned this Volkswagen. Volkswagen since last Friday has come out with a string of announcements that make clear that they get it. They get the supply chain problem. They announced this deal with Umicore. We're going to make cathodes northvolt and gaup but volkswagen has got a has got a big share of northvolt and takes half of northvolt's um output do you think that that is a volkswagen directed strategy that volkswagen does not want directly to get in the let's say lithium hydroxide business because tesla announced during battery day that they are getting into the lithium hydroxide business directly in Texas. So do you yeah. think Northvolt is just acting as part of that Volkswagen strategy? It's effectively acting. I don't know that Volkswagen told Northvolt, but probably Northvolt is, is selling most of its stuff to Volkswagen. Volkswagen uh, made clear last week that it, it understands uh, the supply chain, but I want to I want to respond to uh, what you said about Tesla. So, 16 months ago, uh, you know, uh, September 22nd, 2020, Battery Day, um, among the announcements by by Musk, by Drew, uh, uh, Baglino, we're, we're, we're you know we're going to get into the nickel processing business and the lithium processing business. Um, but I haven't heard a word since then about, and I, I'm trying to track this. Maybe you know, uh, you know, ha, have they in in 
in, in fact installed, those plants were supposed to be installed as part of the Austin Gigafactory, uh, but, and, and maybe they're doing it, you know, pr probably they're doing it, but I'm trying to track evidence that they are, I'm not finding it. We have some idea we really can't say. <laughs> so we're, um, uh, we're surprised, to be honest, that post battery day, that there weren't more announcements like the one that you just said on on Northvolt um, and and Galp. We've been following that very closely. We have been surprised rather, and you didn't mention this, and I'd appreciate your your view because you, you're saying you think Northvolt's acting on behalf of a, a Volkswagen, and that is a hard rock spodumene to hydroxide strategy. But mm -hmm. where Volkswagen and Umicore have put their public name has been to a geothermal brine company, you know, in Germany, Vulcan Energy, as has Stellantis, as has Renault, but there's no money put up, right? They're just announcing public offtakes. But in this case, Northvolt and Galp are saying we are going to commit what was it, 800 or 900 million US dollars, okay, to build the 35,000 ton hydroxide plan, albeit they don't have, they haven't secured the mineral, you know, the spodumene mine. They say, here's a plan, right? So it seems not 100% baked, but why isn't Volkswagen putting their name to that, right? But they are putting their name to, Geo, you know, geothermal brine, which is still an unproven technology, you know, far further into the future, in our opinion, you know, than more conventional technologies. We have some suspicions as to, you know, why the, the, they're doing that. GM has done the same. They, they, there's a lot of interest in the Department of Energy in the United States in geothermal, and GM, in our opinion, is a bit of a political animal. You know, they invested millions, you know, of dollars, you know, in, in R&D with controlled thermal in, um, in the Salton Sea, but much more conventional advanced projects, you know, in, 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 a, in a hard rock they haven't done. However, you mentioned rare earths. GM did hit the bid uh, with MP materials. The upstream is the key to the electrification. You know, as we, as we go through this transformation, uh, there's there's a lot of industry that uh, of the supply chain that needs to change. And when you look upstream, there just isn't enough stuff for everybody to compete. And so we think that the the electrification race is going to be one upstream. And today was obviously a transformational event for MP materials. Uh, the, you know, the, a lot of the credit really goes to GM for having the the confidence in us, the commitment uh, to to see the, what what is really happening out there in the landscape and wanting to be one of the leaders in in going upstream in this space. Uh, a great partnership. It'll be great for GM. It'll be great for the country. Uh, we're going to get this supply chain home. Uh, as you as you know, uh, the the about ninety percent of this supply chain is in China. It's a single point of failure for the industry, uh, and um, the the downstream is realizing that this needs to change. And and uh, and so we're leading the way on that front in our area. The so private sector needs to solve this problem. There's a lot of capital available downstream. And so I think what you're going to see is that the the first movers like GM today um, are going to be the ones who who are able to produce three, five, seven years out. And, and so I think when you look at the street numbers um, for for electric vehicles, 
what you're going to see across a lot of these commodities and whether it's semiconductors or, or different pieces of the upstream, there's just not going to be enough for everybody. This is a race. And, and today was a, you know, a, a key first shot. When you talk about Jim Farley, you know, not fully getting it, you know, they, they have their plans, you know, with Blue Oval SK with major, where are the batteries? Well, $11.4 billion in, I think, two or three battery plants in Kentucky and, and Tennessee. Jim Farley, you've got an exciting announcement, $11.4 billion, 11,000 jobs in Kentucky and Tennessee. We're going to have a whole line of battery electric vehicles. Uh, the F-150 Lightning is completely sold out, and that really informed our thinking. These three battery plants, one in Tennessee, two in Kentucky, plus the assembly plant, is really going to change the game for Ford. These battery plants will allow us to produce one million vehicles worth of batteries per year. It's six miles. It's the largest facility we've ever built. You know, building batteries and building battery electric vehicles is totally different than what we've been doing the last 118 years. This will be a, a, a neutral, carbon neutral site. We're gonna use geothermal to power it. Um, we're gonna have uh, zero landfill, uh, totally recycle water. It's our commitment far beyond the tailpipe emissions to go green. You also talk about SK and LG and the spinoff of their IPOs. I think what you're going to see next year um, is that these guys, I'm calling it Fordlandia again, right? They're going to have to own mines and processing. Um, so maybe you'll see, you say Volkswagen is kind of at the forefront, you know, maybe so. They're using, you know, Northvolt in the case of this hydroxide. But, you know, might you see Ford, SK, LG in America or Canada uh, or Europe start writing checks, you know, um, to go all the way upstream, just like Ford bought rubber plantations and iron mines in the 20s and 30s. GM and Ford right now, they are relying uh, completely. They're, they're, they're trying to keep an arm's length distance from mining, from processing. They want LG and SK, they want their, their tier one suppliers to carry this out, but they're not going to be able to, they, they aren't going to, that's not sustainable. So they are, they, they have to and will um, get into the mining business and, and, and especially into the processing business if, if i can ask you then so here's the, here's the reality practical reality you can build if you get permitting in china you can have a chemical conversion plant constructed in a year and you can do it for five or six thousand dollars a ton capex in the u.s it takes however long it takes to get permitted if you can get it through and then it costs 20 to twenty-five thousand dollars a ton possibly 25 to 30. And then there's operating costs and there's all sorts of procedures in terms of environmentals, standards, et cetera. So simply put, to run the same plant takes a lot longer to construct and permit. And then once you're in operation, you don't make the same margins. So who should bear that cost in the process? In short, what is the US, what do the US and Europe do to, uh, to make their supply chains, their regionalization of the supply chains go. One of the, uh, you know, pathways I, I wrote about last week, and that's the uh, ESG, right? So, so the, you know, the, the Monroney sticker, you make 
it um, required that vehicles, EVs sold in Europe and the United States have to uh, adhere to certain uh, to ESG requirements. How are they environmentally produced, labor, and all of that? Uh, another pathway uh, that, that I've been talking about with, with some startups is um, processes, so next generation processes that don't re require the whole uh, you know, first sulfates, and then and then moving on to the to the uh, the precursors, and then and then the cam. Uh, you know, I, I know that you know of the you know the same startups that I'm looking at, including including Nano One North America, because Nano One is Canadian and Europe. Go for uh, go for uh, a, a leapfrogging of Chinese. Uh, of the Chinese processing approach, the economics of uh, of the metal uh, uh, the metal precursors would be much less, and would and would compete. Obviously, there's a lot of slip between cup and lip, and in the theories, you know, good there. So, you know, obviously, we we're all rooting for that but again you know at lab scale to commercial scale there are lots of things that have to happen and capital plowed into the existing processes so yes you're, you're right it is going to be difficult but then I, I'll, if I could just touch on another thing so again you know we, we may have differing views but let's look at say LFP as you know the way, the truth, and the light of of uh, of making cheap EVs. Commercially, people say a lot of things, but no one has shown me that they can economically recycle LFP back LFP cells outside of China, given the low value of the content. Whereas, if you look at the full cycle and the high nickel, you often get your money back on that side. So my question is, for example, a lot of these LFP battery, mod, you know, uh, Teslas that are being, you know, exported out of China into Europe, who is responsible or who should be responsible for the guaranteeing of the recycling of that material when it comes to end of life? If it can't be done commercially, is someone responsible to ship it back to China? Because there's a lot of landfills that says they don't even recycle themselves. Um, you know, who, who should who should be responsible for that? If you want to, if that's the cheaper route up front, who's responsible for the back end? LFP is the million mile battery. So L LFP, you can you can uh, cycle again and again and again, thousands of times. It's no one even knows what what the end point is, how much uh, LFP can be cycled. In an, in an EV or in, a, in stationary storage before it goes to 80% capacity, which is the point at which, uh, just for your listeners, that's, that's when the battery is considered dead. And so, and so, what, uh, and so it, 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 it misunderstands LFP and recycling. LFP is why the recycling business is not the business that, uh, that people think it is. It's buzzy. It should not be buzzy, and and so uh, and so if 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 you've got uh, vehicles that can go seven hundred and fifty thousand miles, which is what BYD uh, 
advertises its blade battery at or mi the million mile battery, Jeff Don, the uh, battery researcher at Dalhousie University is up to is up to two and a half million miles on his test batteries. And, 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 and so and that that's, you know, that that's broadening what I'm talking about. He's cycling single crystal NMC. And, and, and so the batteries that we're talking about that are going to come on the market this decade, starting in the mid-decade and going on from there are going to last a very long time. The question is, what happens to the batteries after, if I drive my vehicle, my, my vehicle with either NMC single crystal 811 or LFP, uh, what happens after I go 10 years, however long, you know, we're going to drive our cars, then what do we do with that battery? So like, will I own the battery and I'm going to take it to my next EV? Like businesses are going to arise that we're not even thinking of, of what to do with that battery next. The, the car makers themselves have to think about this. This is part of the economics that can, that it, 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 it can vastly alter the economics of, of EVs. It is like indisputable, like just as a, as a baseline of what I'm talking about, batteries are gonna last a lot longer than is, is currently assumed. And the recycling business, unless you're doing what Redwood Materials is doing, is changing, it's doing recycling, but it's entered materials processing, buying raw materials and, 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 and producing CAM. That like the, the afterlife of LFP, we're talking if the average car is, is driven 13,000 miles, we're talking 75 years. So the recycling, this is an issue for the next century, not, not this century. We believe that Redwood and Rivian, you know, and Ford and SK are going to be natural partners um, like Northvolt, you know, in the processing, you know, and possibly even the mining. Right. You know, when we think about brand names that might be attached to, um, you know, North American lithium companies, for example, you know, we think Redwood is is as or more important, you know, than than Tesla might be. Yeah, we're on the same page. It's just it's not enough of a business to recycle the scrap from, uh, you know, from from the current battery companies and to recycle electronic devices. Okay, look, we're, we're believers in recycling, but not for, you know, we think it's a 20, 30, 20, 40 thing. So we agree with you that, you know, recycling and DLE lithium, you know, have become the two super hot themes um, because they're perceived, I think they're politically perceived as just like more sustainable. Like every time you hear a politician talk about, you know, raw materials, they immediately say, no, recycling, right? Like, well, okay, but <laughs> There's not enough batteries out there to recycle, but you know, recycling is just very politically correct. Um, I want to switch a little bit because you mentioned, you, you know, this report of the companies. Uh, one company who, which we represent, which caught our attention, is Frere. You, you gave as a as a good bet, and I see that you have interviewed, um, you know, the the 24M technology people, you know, on your webinars. So what do you know of Frere and 24M? And if you could talk about that, but then also I want to delve a little bit into your LFP enthusiasm. 
uh, because you know Frere is currently you know focused on ESS energy storage, you know which by definition is is likely to be you know LFP. Um, but LFP is perceived to be a Chinese technology. Uh, it's going off patent or whatever. You know there could be Americans and Europeans who uh, battery companies that, that that make it here in the U.S. But y- y- your reporting has been like they've been very quiet about that. So. Um, <laughs> If you could talk about those two things, 24M and Frere, you know, the LFP angle. 24M is a, a battery, it's a technology battery company. I first wrote about them, I think it was like 2014 or 2015, somewhere around, around there. They, they reinvented, if, you, if we were starting from scratch, remember the, the way that, that uh, lithium-ion batteries are made now is that when uh, when the first lith- commercial lithium-ion lithium battery, 1991, Sony, they simply looked around in the company, in the in the factory. Well, how are we going to make these batteries? And cassette tapes were going out, were you know going out of style. And they and they they simply took those those hey, this is a strip. This is a strip. It's coded, right? They simply took the the uh, the uh, machines the roll to roll machines that made magnetic recording tape and turned them into uh, into machines that made uh, now roll roll to roll cathodes and roll to roll anodes for batteries and that's what's made today that's the and and, and so twenty four m's question mark was if you were starting today how would you make the battery. How would you make it? And that, and that's what they've, that's what they've uh, produced. And it, 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 it cuts down so many steps in the, in the, uh, in, in, in the processing of the battery. And it, uh, it, 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 it's not roll to roll. You know, it's, it's a stamping thing, and, and it's uh, a semi-solid. And, uh, and, and, and so it's, it's an emic economic play, but it requires someone to discard all the current stuff that they've got in the factory and install something new. No one wanted to do it. They couldn't sell this thing. They went around the world. Um, they got um, they got a Thailand company to go along with them. They got a, you know, one of the smaller Japanese company to go along, but they couldn't get anyone in Europe, couldn't get anyone in the, in the United States. Finally, Frere, Frere has em- embraced them. My whole take on Frere is Frere understood. My God, this is a terrific technology. We're going to build our uh, our strategy around it. We're going to get a, a you know semi-exclusive deal with 24M for Europe, and now they've gotten one for the United States. And uh, you know, I think it 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 uh, it's it's kind of crazy. You know, uh, but you know they they were smart enough to realize just because something has been overlooked a lot of times, it doesn't mean that it's a bad product. And uh, so, th- so you know, hats off to Frere, and uh, and I think you know, twenty four M, twenty four M, it will go public. You know, at some at some point, maybe soon. You know, maybe you know, I I, I do think twenty twenty two is the year of the battery. We only had a few battery. Uh, SPACs and IPOs the last 18 months or, or so this coming year we're going to see a lot and 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 uh, 24m may be one of them 
they, they might, but 24M has been um, prior to that, they just received an investment from Volkswagen. Um, so Volkswagen, um, you know, has invested in QuantumScape. They've invested in China, in, in Goshen. Um, and Frere and uh, Coke uh, have, are investing in a joint venture, you know, with 24M as well. So the, the, the whole thesis, again, we've been involved from the beginning, you know, with Frere uh, and the elusive SPAC. But the whole thesis, I mean, to your point, uh, is that it's reducing the manufacturing steps from like 15 steps to five steps. If you go back to Tesla's battery day, that's everything he kind of talks about. Go back to first principles and how do you take processes out of um, you know, the manufacturing uh, you know, you know, of this? So um, what was relevant, I mean, you, you made some kind of comment that you know, there's some risk to Frere because you know, Volkswagen did a deal direct with Frere, but um, a knock on Frere or 24M was that this is only an energy storage technology. It's, it's not good for EV. So uh, the, the fact that Volkswagen is investing in 24M seems to val validate the thesis that it is good for EV. And another good thing about the licensing agreements with 24M that not everybody you know, understands, they have like an in-licensing. So you mentioned that Thai company, you mentioned the Japanese company, you mentioned Frere. They're all now commercializing this 10-year in the making MIT technology of 24M, but they all share information of their experience. So Volkswagen, Volkswagen sharing their experience on EV for 24M is going to benefit Frere, who then could use the 24M technology with another automaker like BMW or Mercedes, right? So it's not... I don't think it's so much a risk to Frere that all the battery companies bring 24M in-house. I think they're all starved for batteries, as you suggested, um, Jim Farley's starved. But if this proves to be a, a good, cheaper, more sustainable technology, especially in Frere's case, they're manufacturing it in hydro-powered Norway, et cetera, um, it, it, it will enable other EV players to kind of look at it. Actually, Frere as a stock, you talk about it, it's funny because everyone hates mining and metals. Everyone loves, you know, the, the, the end product, you know, the Lucid or the Tesla, whatever. Battery companies are, are not so well loved, you know, either. Um, and energy storage is not as sexy as a sexy EV. So um, Frere stock is, is you know, it's done okay, but it, it hasn't, it didn't have like a quantum scape, like, you know, aura around it. Do you see uh, more battery manufacturing for LFP? Because everything we're seeing, again, going back to Northvolt and Galp, it's hydroxide focused, you know, Volkswagen Numacore was 811, you know, high nickel focused, uh, you know, the, the Mustang you mentioned and the F-150, the Hummer, you know, the Ultiums, these are all high nickel based. You know, we think, you know, America and Europe is mostly going to be that. And we also don't think you, you, you alluded to something, but you didn't say it specifically. It, the ESG factor, there, there might be carbon border adjustment mechanisms to level the playing field. I think it's untenable, you know, for 
you know, Tesla to be, you know, exporting whole cars, you know, with LFP from China indefinitely to compete against Volkswagen Golfs, right? There has to be a tax adjustment for that. I also don't think it's super sustainable if, you know, you're exporting very heavy LFP batteries from CATL from China to be inserted into American or European vehicles. So I haven't, we haven't heard you know, Tesla say in Germany and in Texas that they're going to be making LFP batteries. Do you see LFP being manufactured, uh, you know, at scale because you're very bullish, you know, that the forecasts are, are, are underestimating it. To me, that ha if you're right, you're going to have to, it can't just be manufactured, you know, in, in China and you know, CATL is building a factory. I mean, in Europe, do you think that they'd be welcomed building factories here or will other people be building LFP batteries, non-Chinese, you know, in America? Indisputably, again, um, uh, LFP will be manufactured in, in the United States and, 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 it, and it will be, you know, at, at scale in, in Europe too. It has to be for the reasons you just, you just stated. Um, Musk, has said that 75% of Tesla's vehicles will use LFP. So, and, and he's not going to import just the same economics, but how do you make LFP, uh, you know, the, the point Rodney made, how, how do you make LFP uh, competitive with what the Chinese can deliver it at? And, that, and that's where these processing plays, um, will come into will come into uh into the the picture like the the us needs to leapfrog the chinese methods of of producing lfp and then they can ha happen here 